0: Let me know when you're ready. Let's pray, and if you guys could agree with me tonight, I'd really appreciate it. So, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and through his blood tonight, not in our own righteousness, but through the blood of the Lamb. And we lift up tonight this sermon before you. And Lord, we submit everything unto you in unreserved obedience under the blood of Jesus. And we take authority and bind up anything and everything that would try to hinder this word in any way from going forward and accomplish that which you sent it forth to do. But we ask you, Lord, to speak through me your words of truth and life. Let it be light that dispels all the darkness and deception and brings truth. Lord, let it be, um, let it be like a water, a river that's flowing and a washing of the water of the word. Let it be a hammer that breaks down every lion's stronghold. And Lord, let it also be like a sword that penetrates and gets where it needs to go. Lord, ask as you speak through me, let this go forth even now, that your Holy Spirit is preparing hearts and minds and lives, locking us in, to give you our best, year our full attention, our focus. That we're going to be good, fertile soil, and this is going to go out and land in a good soil, and watered by the Holy Spirit, and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains. That everything will be accomplished in and through this sermon, Lord, in every way that your will to be done. We thank you for it right now, and we expect it. For you promised in your Word. That the word of the Lord will not return void, but go forth and accomplish that which he sent it forth to do. So Lord, we bless you and we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. All right. Well, I've been dealing with Americanized Christianity and my heart in this, if y'all could just, you know, give me your best ear and look this way. My heart in this as a pastor is for people to be free. We're moving rapidly into end time prophecy being fulfilled, and people that know end time prophecy know full well what I'm talking about. And it'd be one thing if it was just one or two issues but literally everything that's written about an end time prophecy is unfolding right now it's not one or two things it's dozens of things so it's it's everything from israel everything to from technology the occult everything you can imagine is being fulfilled in our generation so with that said the bible shows us that is there's an end time babylon a babylonian system That the Antichrist will rule over one day everything's being made ready for that you have the unification the uh, United Nations and all that there's a globalism there's this movement that's been there for decades to try to create this one world government there has been a movement for decades to create some kind of a unified religious system Uh, the Bible is clearly stating that the false prophet will be over But this will come together, it will coalesce, okay, and what's going to happen when this begins to unify like that, there's going to be, please remember this, there's going to be a fake form of Christianity that will be in this. But this form of Christianity will be totally okay with people not being born again, not repenting of their sins, and will be very open to universalism and all that's going on, and will be pointing people toward the antichrist is the answer so you've got this system from for decades there's been a movement where religious leaders have have become more and more ecumenical and that they they're you know joining hands with all these other religions to create this one, unified one world religious system and so all this is going on and my heart in all this is that people can really be free from Babylon okay to really break free from from how this system is trying to wrap people up if you go back and look over these sermons that I've been teaching on I've been talking about the importance of really truly knowing the true gospel and really being born of God okay we talked about the importance of really repenting of your sin and we dealt about other important issues in this I want to talk a little bit about how there's different realms of Babylon okay there's definitely political Babylon y'all know what I'm talking about don't get too wrapped up in world politics the more that you sit around meditating on that and the more that you're listening to it and it's over and over and over you don't realize this and I hope you all hear me it is Babylon did y'all hear what I said it's Babylon and one of these days the antichrist is going to be over that system bottom line it's biblical you may hate it all the way till it happens it's still going to happen and that includes america don't get too caught up with the things of this present world we're just passing through the governments of the world eventually are going to yield to the antichrist all right there's also other realms of babylon there's economic babylon people are living so wrapped up with the world's system in their finances it is so important that we live by biblical kingdom principles in our finances as christians because if you'll do that you'll break free from babylon but if you're going to live a life we say well you know i know the bible says that but i'm just not going to do it Don't be surprised if your finances are connected to this world system too much. And I want to live my life. I did a sermon series called Kingdom Finance that you can go back to our website and look at. And there's seven realms of giving. And my wife and I live according to that. And I know that there are people in the church that do too. But break free from this Babylon. There's other realms of Babylon. And um, I think that we've covered a lot of it. But I want to say that it's important. I'm gonna say one more thing and then get into the sermon It's important that you understand that there is right now a Form of Christianity out there that does not require a new birth It does not require repentance of sin as a matter of fact it is very embracing of all kinds of perversions and evil and wickedness and it's not from an attitude of we love you but you're going to have to repent type attitude it's not like that it's like people are just welcome to be a member and be a part of things and continue in a very evil lifestyle and that is a sign of the times it's an apostate church and so this is another form of Babylon all that that right there is that I'm describing and it's growing this is a big movement all that is, is spiritual Babylon in that area of Christianity. That's it. It's a fake Christianity. It's a hybrid. And the great there's great deception. You know, the word Babylon comes from Babel, which means confusion. And Jesus said in the latter days, watch out, no one deceive you. We know there's going to be great deception and a lot of confusion. Right now, there's so much confusion and deception out there. That people think that for standing up for the things of God is somehow hate speech. And they believe it with all their heart. And they they believe that to, to be loving, you're just going to let anything go on. People and do whatever they want to do. There's no rules. There's no Bible. There's no right or wrong. But the thing is, if we really truly do love people, we're going to try to lead them to Jesus and to the truth. That's not hate. That's love. But see, confusion and deception is out there. So let me just get into this area because this is something that's concerning to me is I've seen people really get wrapped up too much in the medical and they get entangled in a bondage there and it's Babylon and it sucks their finances dry and it really gets them into a lot of bondage and so God's heart is that people are free amen alright so Romans eight fifteen this is the only scripture that i've got actually in the notes but the reason i put this here is because the bible says for you have not received a spirit of bondage you know the thing is anytime that things are bringing you into a bondage it's not going to be god's will for your life whatever it is there's even in the church world there's even individuals that are real controlling that's that is a demonic bondage in a lot of churches you can't put up with that stuff the bible talks about babylon it talks about also the rise of that jezebel spirit in these latter days and buddy i've seen a lot of that all right well here's some things that concern me and um let me just say that i really love and appreciate people that that uh, choose their profession to be in the medical field I have no issue with that so I don't want this to come across the wrong way Um, there's some really wonderful people some really good doctors that love God and are good people you know and they're really trying to help people with all their heart and they do good they really do Um, there are some really good people in the medical field but there's also some very strange people in the medical field there's some people that are extremely extremely liberal and anti-christ atheist and there's even people that are in some very dark spiritual things but there are really good people so with that said I'm just simply sharing some things that concern me overall in this man-made system that's there and I think you'll hear my heart as I go through this but number one what has always concerned me and always probably will is the Hippocratic Oath um, what in the world's going on You can look this up for yourself. I encourage people, because you know how it is out there. People, oh yeah, well, go ahead and research it. You're going to find all this is true. But here's how the Hippocratic Oath starts. So anybody that's a doctor, this is the oath and how it starts. They say, I swear by Apollo, which is a Greek god. I swear by Apollo, the physician, and Asclepius, and Hygieia, and Panacea, however you say those, and all the gods and goddesses making them my witness that i will fulfill according to my ability and judgment this oath and covenant now why in the world in america why and how did this get into this you see what i'm saying we come from a judeo-christian heritage where did this get into the medical system and this is what the doctors and people are having to say now i'm hoping that there's some kind of another form of this because as a christian i would never say this if i went through the medical you know all the studies and everything and i was there and they were like okay well now to finish everything you're going to swear this I that's i'm not swearing that one you can come up with a different one where you know it's talking about the one true god that created all things something like that and uh you know it depends on what it says But i might feel comfortable with something like that but i am i am not swearing to these demon gods you can forget about it Um, that to me is weird because the the highest level of authority are these doctors that work in these hospitals and and unfortunately some of them are really wonderful people but i imagine a lot of them have sworn an oath to these gods Um, also what has always been a little concerning to me is the medical insignia where you have a rod and you have serpents circling around it that also comes from greek mythology it's the rod of asclepius and it's a you know a serpent entwining this rod and this god asclepius in this rod is associating greek mythology with healing so that's where this stuff comes from so me just looking at this from a christian perspective and a biblical world view that right there really bothers me because you see this medical insignia on everything but it has a background in greek mythology and greek demon gods now let me just give you a few other things here Um, these are just some things i wrote down to share and i don't think anybody here would argue with this but it to me it's just kind of a concern and by the end of this sermon i believe that you'll see where, where i'm coming from more But number one is this that unfortunately most of healthcare that's out there right now does not actually cure some of it does but most of it does not cure it treats symptoms and most people know i'm telling you the truth unfortunately pharmaceutical drugs most of the time do not cure they simply treat symptoms and they manage pain but they don't cure and on top of that many of them have very nasty side effects and this is what has concerned me is is that there's people that are taking these drugs and I want you to think about what I'm saying drugs we're not talking about some natural remedy like will you change your diet start eating more natural and healthy and things like that we're talking about putting drugs in people but they'll start taking these drugs because their doctor told them to and it'll create all these side effects and then the doctor was he do he gives them more drugs to treat those side effects which create more side effects so he gives them more drugs to treat those side effects pretty soon they've got a, a medicine cabinet full of drugs that they're having to take all the time and they're in bondage that's where i'm coming from in this sermon is is that god has not called us to bondage not to mention these drugs are extremely expensive and people without some kind of good insurance really struggle to even get them in the first place and some of them can be addictive again God has not called us into bondage if something is going to bring you into an addiction it's bondage so sadly um, just reading some things I jotted down here to think about But there have been people that started to offer alternate solutions. But they were either bought off, discredited, or worse. So think about this for a moment. You have these really big, massive, money-making industries. Like, for example, um, oil. I mean, big oil. Great wealth. There's people involved in this that have extreme, ridiculous wealth. It's a huge business. And there have been people down through the years that came up with alternative fuel sources, but these people that have this extreme wealth and extreme power have been able to buy them off, discredit them, or somehow get rid of that. Why? To keep the big oil going and to keep that wealth going. See what I mean? And it's the same type of situation with the pharmaceuticals. Which I'll get to in just a moment. But sadly, here in America, Americans spend millions and millions. Is it possibly billions? I don't know, but millions and millions of dollars on health care. Yet, America, if you look at statistically, America is like way down there in like number 35 or so in overall health around the world think about what i just said look this up i've got these statistics from a christian source that i trust because you're probably not going to hear this in secular media but christians have researched this and america is actually down somewhere around 35 in overall health yet we probably spend a lot more in america in healthcare than you know few other places in the world actually I personally believe that this has to do with the American diet and also the health care system many times in the healthcare care system instead of helping you know people maybe change something that just simply needs to be changed the, the tendency is to keep giving more and more pharmaceuticals and instead of that helping too much it sometimes even makes things worse in the long run and again it's not that the doctors are necessarily at fault because this is how they were trained and many of them really have a good heart and are just trying to help people but when they went through medical school this is what they were taught you see so here's this big triangle I'm gonna show you you've got big pharma this massive multi-million dollar industry Of the drug industry they have extreme wealth and they give a lot of money to the medical schools and so the medical schools are certainly not going to bite the hand that feeds them and so in their textbooks and in their training they're training up these doctors 99% of the time to you know use these pharmaceuticals all the time right and so the medical schools in turn are putting out all these doctors and medical students and nurses and everybody that that are are, you know prescribing all these pharmaceuticals which in turn are causing great wealth to continue to go to big pharma and you have the fda involved in this approving things So do you see where I'm coming from? You have a triangle. Big Pharma, Medical Schools, FDA. And it's a triangle where there is ridiculous wealth involved. And I personally believe that just like with the fuel industry and other industries, there's so much wealth and power there that people that have maybe tried to come up with alternate things other than pharmaceuticals, that it's hard for them to break into this industry, you know. Um, but anyway, according to statistics, again, I got this from a Christian source that studied this, that there are hundreds of people that are dying on a daily basis taking prescription drugs as prescribed let me say that again there's hundreds of people a day that are dying they're taking their prescription drugs as their doctor told them to prescribed but yet they're still dying and here's a scary statistic that they were sharing was that one in every 200 die in hospitals from something even unrelated to why they went in I mean it was maybe they can you know contracted sepsis or some kind of serious staph infection while they were there or human error let me give you an example true story man had one failing kidney went to the hospital the surgeons removed his good kidney by mistake he lived the rest of his life on dialysis true story It's just human error. I mean, they would obviously never do that on purpose, but you're dealing with a man-made system. Christian researchers that have researched this out will tell you that they have strong concerns about the medical field, about pharmaceutical drugs, and with many of the vaccinations. I'm just going to leave this up to you to research this out for yourself. But I also have concerns about the vaccinations. There had been, when I was a kid, there were so many vaccinations. Now, it has exploded. I mean, there are so many more than what there ever were before. And Christian researchers that's looked into this have researched out what they're putting in these vaccinations, and they're concerned about it. I'm going to leave that up to you, but I encourage you, before you go get vaccinated and before you get your kids, your little kids, get pumped full of stuff, I'm telling you to look into it. You look into it and make sure you know what they're putting in you and what they're putting in your kids. And use some godly wisdom, okay? So this is simply a man-made system. It is not perfect at all. And unfortunately there's people like I mentioned earlier that they're so in bondage to this they they're in bondage to the drugs some of them have become addicted others are simply given more drugs upon more drugs and I remember one guy saying he was a, he's a Christian preacher is a great man of God I really love him he had had something happen to him and his doctor put him on some prescription drugs and then um, it had side effects so the doctor put him on some more to To deal with the side effects and then some others and he said man he could barely think straight he said he was just trying to function and he finally said forget it and he just got rid of the drugs and said lord i need your help and and you know he started doing good i'm not telling people to do that i'm just saying in his case he just didn't want to live in that type of bondage it was it was messing with his thoughts his thought processes he said he had a hard time thinking straight It was messing with him and he didn't want to live like that all right now there's godly wisdom so i talked a little bit about the medical system that we have and now i'm going to talk about just briefly about some godly wisdom that i believe that god has given us and then i'm going to close things out with god being our supernatural healer all right so here's some godly wisdom these are some things that i believe that if we simply apply to our lives can make a huge difference in the quality of our lives here on the earth and this is just wisdom number one is is really having good hygiene in your life and in your home it was John Wesley that saw how people were living in England things were so dirty and all that I may have heard the saying uh, cleanliness is next to godliness well John Wesley was saying that during the great revival of his time telling people because they were living so filthy and he was telling them and I'm telling you that good hygiene has a lot to do with good health when people's homes are dirty and they don't wash dishes they don't clean counters there's food sitting out and things are just unkempt and it's unclean and it stinks you know what's happening there unhealthy bacteria is all through that house it's an unhealthy environment to live in and I believe number one just good hygiene is people really take care of themselves and get really clean take a good shower daily wash your hands before you eat keep a really clean house things like that 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 right there alone is going to keep out a lot of the unhealthy germs and bacteria out of people's lives number two is a really good healthy diet I'm not one that you know you can't eat a piece of pizza and stuff like that I will have a piece of pizza but what I'm saying though is is that overall people people that just live on junk food all the time they're gonna have problems if you if you were to take a really good car something like a Ferrari or something you know and um, you were to dump a bunch of kool-aid in the gas tank you know how far is it going to go I mean common sense you have to take care of the car it requires a certain type of fuel in the same way God's created our body and I'm not one that's all hung up on every little thing but I believe overall eating really healthy is gonna make a huge huge difference there's people that live off fast food and junk food all the time and because of that they've gained a bunch of unhealthy weight And they're pumping themselves full of unhealthy food and sometimes things like this heart disease but maybe type 2 diabetes things like that happen as a result of this unhealthy lifestyle and when they really quit that and they get a lot of this junk food out and they begin to lose weight and they begin to really take care of themselves and eat healthy some of these diseases will actually disappear just from that alone there's been people that have changed their diet to eat healthy, lost weight, and type 2 diabetes disappeared in their life. So it's just a matter of, of having some good wisdom here from the Lord to take care of yourself. And I believe diet has a lot to do with it. My wife and I have like this health shake every morning, you know, and um, pump ourselves full of those vitamins and nutritions for the, you know, for the day that you need. And I found since we've been doing that and eating more healthy that you know your appetite you're less hungry because your body gets what it needs and the weight stays down you have more energy you don't get sick you know what i'm saying things like that so it is a big deal and then the third thing is just some moderate exercise just to be active there's people that sit around and watch tv 24 7 just eating potato chips and they never do anything and consequently a lot of times they have problems you know so just being active get out and do things Number four, well, I mentioned this about healthy vitamin supplements, but there's some really good um, vitamin supplements out there that you can take now, really healthy, that will get the nutrition in you that you need. Also, get plenty of sleep. This is a big deal. There's people that just don't get enough sleep, and it causes a lot of other health problems. Your sleep is very important. You know, do what you need to do to, to make sure that you get enough sleep. But people that are always going 24-7, they don't sleep, man, they, they give out eventually. There's been people that have had things like adrenal failure just because they're constantly going all the time and they won't slow down, get rest. You need rest. Your body needs rest. And the last thing I would say and this might be one of the more important of these this category is to live stress-free stress can kill people it not only creates something like ulcers in the gut but stress can lead to high blood pressure high blood pressure can lead to other serious health problems stress is a killer how do we live stress-free by living a life of faith when you trust the lord about things see when you get up in the morning and pray over your day you give it to god therefore when you really pray about things and you give it to him now he's in control of it and he's going to make it work out and you're not going to worry about it But see a lot of times people don't do that and they feel like they have to fix everything and deal with everything and they live constantly stressed Stress can build up in people's bodies. It can build up in the shoulders, in the back. People can have chronic pain because of it. it and affect people's night's sleep. They can't sleep because they're stressed out. It's very important that you give everything to the Lord and find a place of rest about things, that God's going to take care of it. And that's that's something, too. Even in the body of Christ, I've seen a lot of people that live a life of fear, and consequently, they're always trying to control other people. They're trying to be control of situations. They want to manipulate everything. That comes out of fear. And that's a very stressful way to live. I give things to the Lord and then I'm just not going to worry about it because he's in control. I'm not going to try to control people. I've got people I'm related to that I know that if they die they probably wouldn't go to heaven. I'm concerned for them. But the worst thing you can do is try to control people because they hate it if you want to drive them away from god keep riding them all the time if you'll pray for them and actually believe god i think a lot of people in america need to understand that if we'll pray and here it is and believe things will happen a lot of people pray and don't believe and so they're always trying to make something happen trying to help god and it makes everything worse so and here's what i wanted to get to And this is the main thing for me from a biblical worldview I believe there's wisdom in those things I mentioned but I believe that ultimately God is our healer and I live my life by faith in him to take care of me there have been so many different things that God has healed me up down through the years whether it be physical mental emotional all kinds of things he's healed and restored and given me victory and breakthroughs God is our healer and let me tell you something. You better surround yourself with people of faith because there's people out there now that that do not believe that God heals today. It's called cessationism. There's a whole group of people out there that honestly do not believe in the gifts. They don't believe in healing. They don't believe in deliverance. And I love them, but I'm going to say it as plain as a man can say. They don't have a clue what they're talking about. They They don't believe the Bible, and they really... They're shining a bad light on our God because they're making him out to be somebody that don't care about people and that's not God now, I'm going to tell you something Jesus said he's the same Paul or Peter said he's the same yesterday today and forever the same Jesus that walked this earth and healed the sick is the same Jesus raised from the dead and is healing the sick right now so we need to be around the people of faith that believe God to heal and if people will believe I think a lot of times, again, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people that don't believe, and that's why things don't happen. So God's our healer, but there's different variables that can play into why sometimes people are not healed and they're battling in their health. You think about things for a moment. I'm not going to dwell on this too long, but is there generational things that you've not dealt with? Sadly, the overwhelming majority of people in the body of Christ have never been taught about generational sin and iniquity have never been taught about breaking generational curses have never been taught about driving away spirits that traffic down their family bloodline that right there alone can bring great healing to people my wife and I pray for people and we've dealt with these very issues in people and we have seen people time and time again that have been healed of things in the well let's talk about the physical things like heart conditions blood pressure issues incurable diseases like cancer or hepatitis C things like that incurable diseases have disappeared in people they went back to the doctor they were healed but it came from deliverance Um, they also have been we've seen people time and time again delivered of all kinds of mental disorders different problems mentally they had sometimes some people were on medication that they were able to get rid of their medication again I love everybody but you notice how there's always more medication than more medication we knew somebody that was on eight eight different medicines for some mental disorders in my personal opinion I have a hard time thinking that's gonna help them think better pumping them full of drugs I'm just being honest but eight okay so anyway we prayed with them God delivered them broke the power of that off their mind, and their mind got cleared up. Emotional issues, relational issues, all of this broke free when people dealt with generational issues in their life. There's a lot of things. If you look at your family bloodline, you'll see that down that family line, there's health battles along with many other things that if you'll really pray it all the way through, you can get the victory over those things jesus paid for it also sometimes there's just simply well let's let me stay on the spiritual for a moment also things that have been spoken over people that's really been on my heart today sometimes there have been things that have been spoken over people by parents and grandparents or uh, you know other christians or whatever and these words were curses and i know a lot of times again the body of christ sadly has never been taught about the power of blessings and curses your words have power your words can curse people or they can bless people sometimes those word curses have have uh, settled in people's lives and created health problems so there's different spiritual things that sometimes have to be discerned there was a man that became a Christian and a preacher but before that he was deeply involved in the occult and he said that um, he when he was involved in the occult he, he owned this home and they every room they did all kinds of satanic rituals and all that in these rooms and later on they had to move so he sells the house the guy that bought the house bought it healthy and there was no problems but he died of cancer once he moved in there he got sick why because he was living in that cursed environment you got to deal with these things a lot of times people don't discern what the problem is behind the scenes what's creating this And i remember there was one lady um, just telling different stories about this there was a lady that was healthy and some of you have heard this story because I, I believe Dirk prince told it but she was healthy and she came in to work as somebody that would type up notes and all this for this business but a particular lady that was there kind of was a spiritual advisor like a new age type thing to all the people that were there and um, when this lady came in she wasn't even a christian but she had concerns about that. Well, it ticked off this lady, this new age lady, who placed a, like, spoke a curse against her. Well, her hands began to shrivel up in arthritis, where she couldn't do her job. And so one of her friends, who was a Christian now, mind you, this lady wasn't, but her, one of her friends that was a Christian heard Derek Prince teaching on the power of blessings and curses and breaking curses. And she said, I think that that lady spoke some things over you, and it's been affecting you. And she said, Well, maybe, I don't know. She didn't really believe in that sort of thing. She said, Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you this if you'll read this out loud. And gave her something about breaking the power of curses. This lady takes this from Derek Prince's ministry and just simply reads it as a non Christian and as somebody that doesn't even really even believe in this. She thought it was kind of superstitious. But she said, Well, my friend told me to do it and I told her I'd do it. So she's reading this out loud. And as she's reading this, it broke that and her hand started straightening right out and she was totally completely healed from that curse that was spoken over her. And she went back to work with no pain. The doctors that she had been going to could not believe it. They said it was rheumatoid, it would be permanent. She was just going to have to live with it. She goes back like this without one problem in her hand. And the doctors were totally shocked. So there's spiritual forces at work many times creating health problems that has got to be discerned is it generational is it coming from another source also there can be bad choices people are making like i talked about earlier you know people that don't take care of themselves and they end up having health problems also unforgiveness is a big one unforgiveness if it's not dealt with is almost a guarantee that there's going to be health problems guarantee unforgiveness will eventually turn into bitterness bitterness will form roots down into somebody's heart and once somebody's bitter they have a personality change and there's a darkness in their soul and there's going to be health problems attached to that bitterness usually arthritis but there can be any number of things and if somebody will really deal with it and forgive completely and let the Lord dig out that unforgiveness all that bitter stuff out of them They can take authority and break the power of that stuff and command it to leave. And those things can begin to dismantle and leave their life, okay? And they can be free, but I promise you that unforgiveness is one of the biggest sources of sickness in the body of Christ right now. And then last but not least would be living in sin. Remember, Jesus went to that man at the pool of Bethesda and said, do you want to be healed? He said, well, I can't get in the water and Jesus said, Well, pick up your mat. Jesus found him later, healed, and told him, said, You better quit sinning, or something worse may come on you. Remember that? Living in sin will open the door to sickness. And sin, there's a lot of different categories. To this a lot of times people think, okay, well, you're dealing with maybe sexual sin and pornography and sexual immorality of course that's there but I'll tell you a pervasive sin in our society and consequently the result of it my wife and I personally know of people that really battle on their health and I believe this is the reason homes that are out of order this has been such an issue in our culture that we live there's been so much rebellion That society has tried to make women think that by being submitted to a husband that you're oppressed. To be under authority is an oppressive thing. They try to make it be like somebody that's a housewife and kind of fits that biblical mold, if you will. That they're somehow deceived and in some kind of oppression or something. The opposite is true. They want women, society in America wants women to be extreme feminist, to be liberals, to be extremely independent of their husband, and to not be homemakers, but to be pro-abortion. All this stuff I'm mentioning to you is flat out a Jezebel spirit. And I've seen where there's been people they want to get up and lead worship and stuff but then they go behind the scenes and they they talk to their husband like he's an idiot they're disrespectful they don't submit consequently some of them have dealt with horrible health problems because their home is out of order so when we get back to things being biblical and living biblically there is a blessing that comes from that okay so just looking through these notes we have to hear from the lord why something's there so if there's a stubborn health issue if there's a stubborn health issue and you prayed about it there's a reason that it's there if there's a stubborn issue in your health and you've prayed about it there is a reason it's there if you'll ask the lord he can show you the the key why is this still here It may surprise you that something out of left field may come to you that you've never even thought about. But there is a reason. And I believe when we discern the reason and get that cleared away, many times health will begin to come forth because God wants us in health. Jesus paid for, let me tell you, Jesus paid for all sickness at the cross just like he paid for sin. Just like he paid for us to be delivered from the demonic. If God didn't want us healed, then why did Jesus pay for it? Jesus could have just paid for sin, and that's it. Why was it in the atonement then? And not only that, but 3 John 2, we see that it is God's will that we walk in health and prosper as our soul prospers. God wants people healthy, and he wants you financially prospering, but that's linked to your soul prospering though. So I say all that, Because I just want to leave you with these closing thoughts here today. I believe that this is God's pattern. In my opinion. Okay, That when people are dealing with something in their health. The first thing we should be doing is seeking God. And really seeking Him and pressing into Him. For a breakthrough. That's number one. Secondly. After that the second thing we need to do is to consider a lifestyle change could it be our diet could it be the stress in our lives could it be the lack of sleep could it be something else that I mentioned earlier that may be the reason it's there in the first place if that's the case then obviously we need to make a change so number one is seeking God number two is is there possibly a lifestyle change that needs to take place and then number three the last thing would be then there's the medical available but here's how the world lives the world lives where as soon as something happens they go run into the medical first forget about God y'all hear what I'm saying and then if that doesn't work out then they'll look at a lifestyle change And if that doesn't work out then they may say well if there is a God could you help me and, you know sometimes God has because he's awesome but, he, you know, not always. So, in my opinion, we need to get back to really be believing God for some miracles. This, this grieves me because I see by and large in the body of Christ that people don't have a lot of faith in God anymore. There was a time years ago that people had so much more faith, especially in the Pentecostal circles. I understand that there's always been the other groups of people that don't believe in healing and all that, you know, whatever. But even among those that are Spirit-filled and Pentecostal, you're, you're seeing that there's so much of that where they don't believe God anymore. And whenever something comes up, the first thing they do is run to the world system, Babylon, for help. The first thing that I would do is run to the Lord. The medical field's there. You know, if if, if you feel like that you've prayed and you you know haven't got your breakthrough or something like that, that's always there. But nine times out of ten, if people will come together and really believe God, you will see great miracles start happening. You really will. And I believe that River of Life is in the place where we're going to start moving into incredible miracles like never before. I really believe that. I've had a lot of prophecies about that. But I myself believe that there's about to be more healings than we've ever had before. There's going to be something about a great restoration that happens. Where things are going to be restored. But there's going to be a lot of healing so let me say that again I'm you know there's the medical fields there it's got some good it's got some good people and I know it's helped a lot of people I think that there's some really wonderful people in the field and I thank God I remember back you know Melissa that wreck I thank God for the people that that took care of her and saved her life in the medical field I really do some good people but I'm talking about just going through life and some kind of problem comes up man I want to seek God first You know what I'm saying? And I want to believe God for some major miracles. All right. So here's some spiritual things that promote health. I believe the communion table promotes incredible health in people. I believe a lot of people that started coming to River of Life regularly have told me that since they've been coming that there's a marked improvement in their health. I've heard that a lot. You know why I believe that is? Because we take communion together. And because I speak a blessing as a pastor. And we also pray for people. We anoint people and pray for them. And we believe God. We're saying, Lord, come and heal. And you know what? A lot of that is taking place as we pray. I pretty much regularly hear from somebody that, you know, they had some kind of pain or some kind of this, that, and the other, and it went away. It's God healing people. Secondly, is really deeply consecrate your life unto God. Make sure that you forgive people, make sure you've repented of all sin, and really let God purify your life, deeply consecrate your life unto Him. The third thing is, it goes along with that, walk in forgiveness. As soon as something comes up, forgive. Do not harbor it at all there's people that have had tendencies to, to hold grudges and to not let things go that's a good way to have a lot of health problems the next thing I would say is speak blessings over your family oh well, my wife and every night she'll speak a blessing over me I speak a blessing over her I speak a blessing um, once a week over the family as a whole and I have my dad speak a blessing over us and the power of blessings also live a lifestyle of prayer you know Dr. Cho talked about this I really recommend his teaching on YouTube you can watch for free but Dr. Cho has a lot of teaching on prayer but I remember he was talking about the tabernacle prayer and he was talking about at the, the bronze altar and all that and, and coming under the blood and forgiving people and repenting of sin and praying about healing And he was saying if you live a lifestyle of prayer he said it can help you to not ever get sick, you know, because you're staying close to the Lord. You're repenting of things. Um, not that you, you know, there's we all battle stuff, and we've all gotten battled a cold or whatever. Um, but anyway, he was saying overall, as you live a lifestyle of prayer, you can be a lot healthier. Also, your home, that your home is pure. You know, people that are watching a lot of filth with movies and television and things, and it's, it's uh, sexual stuff there, there's occult stuff there. You know, you can really see that some people's homes are very defiled and oppressed. And because of that, that's not an environment of health and healing. But if you'll really purify your home, you know, we talked about earlier keeping a real clean home naturally. Well, what about the spiritual hygiene of your home? You can go through with the detergent and, and cleanse it naturally. But we need to go through with the precious blood of Jesus and cleanse it spiritually. That everything is purged so that the blood is there, it's real pure, and that God's presence is there. When your home is pure, the demonic cannot traffic through your home. And if they do show up, you can run them off pretty easy. But see, somebody that's got things in their home that's just totally off and they shouldn't have them, the demonic shows up and it's a fight to get rid of them because they feel like they have a right to be there because of this garbage in somebody's home. But people really purify their home and get all the junk out and then also your night's rest. My wife and I always pray together every night before we go to bed and we really pray. We take time with it. And um, we pray the blood over, you know, many times, usually I'll take the Lord's Supper before I even go pray with her. But I bring our home under the blood, and then we pray together. And man, the glory of God is in the home. And see, it's easy to sleep in the glory. That glory comes, it brings peace, it brings health, it changes things. Many times just, you know, I believe this all my heart, and I've experienced it. If people will really press into God for it, you can have the glory of God like we have a church in your home and you can have it in your night's rest because I've experienced it you can, it's available but people have to really want it and pray for it when you go to bed at night if you'll really pray together and ask God to let his glory come on you every night really strong you can sleep in the glory of the Lord and in that glory is where you're going to have peaceful good rest, you're going to have pleasant dreams um, there's health in that you know soaking in the glory affects your health which is primarily what I'm talking about tonight but if you notice and I'll close with this if you notice how much the devil is pushing for wicked politicians to try to overtake the healthcare system because the devil knows that the overwhelming majority of people live their life really entangled and wrapped up in that Babylonian system and if Satan can use his little puppets. His little minions. To control health care. He can in a greater way. Control the masses. Y'all hear what I'm saying. And so. We all go through stuff. Everybody. I've been through it. We've all as Christians. Gone through health battles. We've all been there. But I believe God's a healer. And I'm always. I'm, I'll die believing that he's a healer. But also. I want to live my life as freed up from Babylon as I possibly can. In every area, not just health, but in every area. Financially, I'm not going to conform to this world. I know society wants our families destroyed. Society in America wants the men to be passive wimps, to be little girly men, men that are not going to lead their families in the ways of God. And our society wants women to be a bunch of Jezebels, masculine controlling manipulative independent of a husband they want children to be totally rebellious and disrespectful to authority whether it's parents teachers police or whatever that's society but I am not going to do that I'm not going to go along with this wicked culture Um, my wife our homes in order and um, I'm not conforming to this world system I'm living my life as freed up from this evil wicked world system as I possibly can and I'm, I realize that I'm just passing through this life. This is not my home. This is a temporary thing that we're going through. We're looking for a city whose maker and builder is God Himself, and we're looking for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. So don't get too wrapped up in this world system. Live with a kingdom mindset. What does what? If Jesus was coming tomorrow, what would we do today? You know, we would make sure that we were living righteous. We'd forgive everybody. If Jesus was coming tomorrow, we'd be like all of a sudden the, what somebody did to us the other day isn't that big a deal anymore. It's kind of, look, let's just forgive and get over that, okay? You know, there's a bigger picture here. And all of a sudden, the stupid little pet sins and things, it's like, who cares about all that? Jesus is coming. You know, all of a sudden, it's like the things that begin to matter. We want to do what we can to, to help financially, to fund God's kingdom more, and to witness more, and to be more kingdom-minded why because jesus is about to come so when we start living that way more and start thinking that way i believe that that is actually the way that lord wants us to live all right so father i thank you for your word tonight we love you we bless you and i just pray that this will go out and bear good fruit i realize it's controversial and i realize it goes against this babylonian world system so there are pretty powerful spirits out there that don't like sermons like this but lord i pray nonetheless that you would anoint it and the winds of your spirit will get it where it needs to go and your mighty angels watch over it and make sure it's going to get where it needs to go, do what it needs to do and accomplish what it needs to accomplish in every life, Lord let it be sealed tonight, set forward and Lord we thank you for it, we bless you and I just feel just for a moment Lord we bind up anything that would try to hinder this, the devil doesn't like these type of sermons, we bind it now, Lord let this go forward and break into where it needs to be Lord, we committed unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We're going to pray for people tonight.